welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. I cannot believe we've gotten to the end of the year. This has been such an unusual transitional year, but filled with a lot of good things as well. And I hope some of you have enjoyed listening to lots of Best Laid Plans episodes this year. I know I had a lot of fun making them. So today, Today, I am going to go through my 2022 planner stack. I can't remember if I did this last year or not, but if I did, I know I didn't stick with a lot of the things that I said I would. So it would kind of be funny to go back and listen to what I said I was going to use for 2021. To reiterate, I think I started in a wonderland and then moved to a full focus, maybe, and then into an Erin Condren. I don't know. I've like lost track, to be honest. Right now, as I'm finishing out 2021, I'm currently using regularly a full focus planner, a Erin Condren life planner that started in, in June, and that's been kind of my master calendar, a Hobonichi Weeks as a wellness planner that I talked about on a recent episode, and a Cultivate What Matters power sheets that I've been using kind of on and off. And then finally, my Hobonichi five-year journal, which I've been pretty good about filling out, although I've gotten a little bit lax the past couple of weeks. However, I'm pretty good about going back and at least writing something. I can look in my full focus and my Erin Condren to see what was happening on those days and at least put a little highlight in there. By the way, I set the bar really low for my five-year journal entries. I don't mind if I just write a couple of words or put a sticker. So I find that that helps me to get over the hump of doing it if I keep the expectations really minimal. All right, so that's kind of currently what I'm using. And I have next to me my actual planner stack. And I have to admit, I'm slightly disturbed at how high it is. (laughs) There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books in this stack And I'm not entirely confident that I'm going to be able to write in seven books regularly. But I'm also pretty much at peace with that. So I guess I'll just go ahead and share what I'm planning to do for 2021. Sorry, 2022. Just kidding. All right. So you're going to hear some sound effects. Normally, I have a bit of an outline or a script. But for this episode, I literally just have my stack next to me. And I'm going to go through it one by one. At the top of my stack, I have my full focus planner. This was kind of a last minute addition to the lineup. I was planning on just using a Hobonichi cousin alone. However, at the 11th hour, I just was really, really sad about leaving in particular the daily pages behind. They are just laid out so well for me. I love the paper quality. I love being able to flip the book over and use it for meeting notes without people having to like see my personal daily stuff. It's just such a wonderful fit for me, especially on work days, that I've decided to just include it in my 2022 lineup because there are no rules about the maximum number of planners one is allowed to use in a given calendar year. So I have a new one that I'm going to start in January because the one I'm using currently is almost finished. The one I have now is Olive Green, and it is in the... They used to call it the bold collection. I don't think they differentiate anymore, but some of the full focus planners have cream pages and some of them have bright white pages. The ones with more colorful covers have bright white pages inside. And that was initially considered the quote bold version. I prefer it because I've come to really just prefer the white 
color of the paper, I guess, and the way that the layout looks on each page. So I have a French blue spiral bound regular size full focus planner in the bold version that I'll be starting for January. And I'm really kind of excited about that. By the way, I am a full focus affiliate. And so if you'd like to use a code for 10% off, it's Sarah 10. um, And there's an affiliate link shop on my show notes if you want to check that out. Okay. The other planner that I'm going to be using as kind of like my main planner is the Hobonichi Techo Cousin. Again, this was kind of going to be like my only main planner, but I'm just not confident that I'm going to be happy using the daily pages as my daily go-to. So instead, I'm going to use the weekly of this planner religiously, and the dailies are going to be more sporadic and freeform. Believe it or not, I do have days when the note space and the full focus is not enough for me, especially when I have multiple meetings. And I think I'm going to use the day, daily pages in this planner just kind of like as a notebook. Like, I don't even think I'm going to specifically stick to writing on January 2nd's page on January 2nd. Instead, this is just going to be like my 365-page adjunct notebook rather than being a book of dailies. And I know that's really different from what I've done in the past, but I think this will actually work really well for me. It'll also take a book out of my lineup. I won't need a separate notebook. I was previously using like a Papier, P-A-P-I-E-R notebook. And those are lovely. They're dot grid. um, But then that's just another book I have to carry around. And as I mentioned, my stack is not small. So I think the kind of dynamic daily duo of this cousin and my full focus will be a really nice combination. I plan to keep all of my calendaring religiously in the weekly pages of the Hobonichi. I always need one place that is a go-to for all of my like time-specific stuff. Since July, I've been using the Erin Condren Life Planner and it's worked really well. I really prefer a vertical hourly layout, which is what the Erin Condren has. And I'll just be moving it to the vertical hourly layout that the Hobonichi Cousin has. Um, And this way I'll get to admire and stroke this gorgeous cover that I have. I'll share a photo if you haven't seen it. I'm just so enamored with this cover. So I'm excited to be including this as part of my lineup and just have this as my like go-to notebook slash weekly planner. So that is my other kind of main daily planner. Now we get a little bit more specialized. I would like to continue to use my Hobonichi Weeks as a wellness planner. As you know, I like to track my screen time minutes. I like to track my eating habits. I like to track my workouts. And I've been putting my sleep in there as well. And I think just having a separate book from all of my other planning stuff to have this very personal kind of information works best for me. Like, I don't need my daily pages to have my workout so that somebody leans over and looks to see how much I ran that day. I like this to be separate. Plus, then having all that information together, I can perhaps draw some conclusions like, hey, when I stay up late, my workouts suffer or things like that. So I'm hoping to keep up this little wellness planner. It actually takes a very short amount of time to fill out the entry for each day. So hopefully I can just keep up the momentum of having that be a part of my daily routine. All right. So that's number three, if you're keeping track. The next one in my stack is a reading journal. Now, I was all set to use one reading journal, and then I received a gift of another reading journal. So now I have to decide which one to use for next year and which to use for the future. And these are both such beautiful books that I want to make great use of both of them. 
One of them is the My Reading Life book journal from Ann Bogle, who does the Modern Mrs. Darcy blog and the What Should I Read Next podcast. It's excellent. I get so many of my book recommendations from her. And this um, book is cute and compact and has a lot of suggested reading in it that is really fun to look at. There's also space for up to 100 books, which for me would probably you know, be enough for two years worth of tracking since I usually read about 50 books a day. And then each page has a, a place where you can check off when you started, when you finished, and some ratings. And it's really cute and functional. And that's what I was going to use. But then someone gifted me the Bibliophile Reader's Journal, which is absolutely adorable. It has beautiful illustrations of different book covers on the front. And I have actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight books are on the front. And I'm proud to say I've read seven out of the eight of them. So I will have to tackle Virginia Woolf's A Room of One's Own so I can get the whole cover read. And this one also has a page for each title. I have not counted it, but I would not be surprised if it's a similar number, um, like 100 in this. And then there's little illustrations throughout that are incredibly cute. This is a beautiful book. I may use this as a gift to give others as well. I mean, not this copy. I'm going to keep this copy, but it's just so aesthetically pleasing and cute. And it's called The Bibliophile Reader's Journal by Jane Mount. So one of these is going to be incorporated where I write down my books In previous years, I've been tracking my reading on my blog. I plan on continuing that because I really like to share what I've read, but I just think it'll be fun to write it down as well. With things like reading or exercise that I want to check off, I'm happy checking off these things in multiple places because I get a little burst of satisfaction every time I can account for have completed something. So I don't mind duplicating those efforts sometimes. That was really nerdy, but whatever. It's true. Okay. So one of these reading journals is going to be in the stack, not both of them. That would be silly. And whichever one I don't use, I will use for the years to come after. So if you're keeping track, that is book number four in my stack. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. We are now well into spring, and there's no better time to shop for beautiful cotton sweaters that can take us right into the next season. And definitely take a look at their dresses. They have so many pretty ones. I'm obsessed with the day dress. It's so classic and versatile. Plus, everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can style pieces together without a second thought. All of their sweaters and tops pair with jeans, work pants, and more, and can be styled to fit practically any occasion. Find your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code PLANS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code PLANS50 to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. 
That's code PLANS50, P-L-A-N-S 50, at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Book number five in my stack is my Hobonichi five-year journal. So yes, this is a five-year journal. So I'm committed. I've got to continue using it for five years or so. This journal started in 2021, so I should have it until 2025. In 2021, my kids were three, seven, and nine for most of the year. And then it boggles my mind to think that in 2025, they're going to be eight, 12 and 14, I guess. I mean, that's like crazy. So I just felt like this is such a key portion of my life to capture. So much is going to change. I suspect there'll be just so many wonderful memories built. One thing I did was to sometimes take little sticker printer pictures of headlines. Like I just turned to August 8th of 2021. I forgot I had done this. I had taken a picture of a headline that said, Florida's still breaking records for daily COVID cases. And there's like a little COVID graph there. And I want to do more of that, like putting in these little pictures and relics of what's happening in daily life, because I just think this will be such a fun book to hold on to. As you know, I don't keep a lot of my planners. Like when I finish this current full focus, it's getting shredded. I have no need. Um, But so this serves as more of like a catch-all memory book for all of the important things, little, big, everyday things and big events that happen. So definitely going to continue that. And we've got two more. Number six is my Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets. Every single time I look at the color of this book, I am just shocked with how vibrant and beautiful it is. I got the teal color and it's just the best teal. It's so bright and makes me very happy every time I look at it. I've started filling out a lot of the pages in the front that kind of help you craft your goals. And I did use them as part of my personal goal setting. I'm not entirely done. Like I haven't committed to my final goals list for 2022, but I'm getting there. And I mean, this journal, I like about it that you don't have to use it all the time for it to be valuable. Really, I mostly just use it at the beginning and ends of the month to create these monthly lists. And the rest of the month, I have that list out, which is called the tending list. But otherwise, I kind of set the book aside. So there's not a lot of pressure to be filling stuff in all year round in the power sheets. And I actually like that about it since, as you've just heard, I have about a million other planners that I plan on filling in regularly. So. That's the Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets. This is actually the first time I've ever had the whole 12-month version. I think the prior ones I had were six-month. And I'm just excited to use it throughout the year, again, mainly to create my priority list for each month. And finally, you can hear these books falling because that's a lot of planners. I have one more, which is the JMB Living Winter Journal that I mentioned in the last episode when I was talking about different like wellness journals. This might be what pushes me over the edge, but I'm going to try to be very casual and low pressure with my usage of this journal. Instead of keeping it downstairs with all my planner stuff that I use in the morning, I plan on keeping it by my bed so that when I feel like journaling in the evenings, and a lot of times I think that's just a nice wind down as I'm getting to read or go to bed, 
I can just take a few minutes and, and fill that out and reflect on my day and what's to come. So this is absolutely not really a planner for me. I'm considering it more of like a fun guided journal and something to read because again, this actually has a lot of beautiful magazine-like content that would be nice to look at like right before bed. And I like that there's just like a little snippet for each day. I don't want to say it's going to be like a spiritual practice for me, but I mean, I'm not a very religious person. And so having, you know, something to do like filling this out and carving out that moment for appreciation and thought about the gift of each day just seems like something I'd really like to do. And I think this journal will help me do that. So in a very low pressure way, I'm going to keep this next to my bed and try using it. And if it's a success, I will get the future editions for the other seasons of the year. So we'll see how that goes. Oh my gosh. So yes. I'm kind of embarrassed, but also excited to admit that my planner stack has seven items in it for next year. Again, some of them are kind of specialized, like my book journal. I don't plan on carrying that around with me. In fact, the only ones I do plan on carrying around are the top three. So the wellness journal, which is tiny, it's the weeks, the Hobonichi cousin, and the full focus. Initially, I was a little nervous that that could be a lot, but honestly, right now I'm carrying around the Erin Condren and the full focus and the wellness, and it's been fine. My work bag is pretty big. I am not somebody who commutes by walking. I'm generally just driving to my office and put my bag down, and I have plenty of room to spread out. So, you know, this fits my lifestyle, but I fully understand how someone who's like biking around a city or walking from place to place would not want this many planners in their lineup. But yeah, I'm really excited. And actually, I feel. Having added the full focus, like I have a lot more peace because I think I was getting anxious about using the Hobonichi cousin alone. And I think this will just round it out really, really nicely. And let's not forget a couple of my digital tools. I'm not going to leave those behind either. I plan on continuing to use Apple Notes as kind of like my digital filing cabinet for all things related to podcasts and certain things related to work, like specific projects. And I'm using Todoist to capture some of my to-do lists um, for on the bigger scope. Like even once I filled out my power sheets, I plan on putting all of my um, 2022 goals into a list on Todoist as well. So I don't forget what they are and I can give them my full attention throughout the year. I will keep you updated as to how this stack is progressing. We will see if I am able to keep up with all of these. Part of me thinks probably not, but I don't mind having an ambitious plan to plan. I don't know, to start out with. So that concludes our episode, our very last episode of 2021. I am so grateful for all of you who have found this podcast and are subscribed and are listening. If you would like to do something lovely as a gesture as the year ends, please leave me a review on whatever platform of podcast you listen to and send in the questions. I need, I am overdue to do a full on Q&A episode filled with your questions. So I'd love to receive them, either audio questions via SpeakPipe or just send them to me via email, shoeboxblog at gmail.com, S-H-U-B-O-X-B-L-O-G at gmail.com. Or just leave a comment on my blog if that's easier. I am not regularly checking Instagram, so I would probably advise you not to leave them there because I may not see them. But you can always find my show notes, links to my show notes via my Instas if you, you know, still want to kind of go in through that way. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your 2021 and I will see you, I guess you'll hear me anyway, next year. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network.
Sound Advice FM, Women's Voices Amplified.